Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello, and welcome again for another episode of Therapy is Life, where thinking, feeling, and experiencing well-being is the name of the game. We've been talking about children, we've been talking about guns, and we've been talking about parenting. And I guess you might ask, as a therapist, why you might be talking about this stuff? It's called social determinants of health. We can all sit around and we can talk about individual efforts and cognitive behavioral therapy, the lactical behavioral therapy, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and really help people. But I realize that if we're really going to do our best, our society, our environment needs to be better because they impact our well-being also. And, and so parenting, yeah. we have to teach our kids that our value, who we are, yes, we want to have core, nice things. In our core, core, who we are is not about Things. things and by the way if you ever really want to be uh, truly wealthy those individuals they don't walk around looking like it mm-hmm. oh and with that being said with that being said parenting and watching letting your kids have all this unlimited access to social media watching you letting the social media you letting the internet parent your baby you know that that's definitely watching, not paying attention to screen time, not limiting access to certain things, put on parent controls, um, realizing that you don't just give your child electronics to babysit them or pacify them because those electronics is what's parenting them and teaching them and ingrating things in their minds. Not saying that they're on there watching violent things, but they're, you know, I forgot the name, Blippy or whatever <laughs> that the kids are watching now. Then that becomes their parent. That becomes the person that's teaching them things. Yes, Blippi and all the other educational things are teaching them education, but you want to have that relationship with your child. You want to meet them where they are and figure out what is it that they know, whatever they don't know, what they need to know. Uh So, yeah, I would say that social media, a lot of that would be watching and not even knowing their accounts. And check this out. Check this out. You know, my kid is trying to talk to me and I'm constantly on my phone looking at my accounts, my my TikTok, my my YouTube, trying to look at my ratings and all that kind of stuff. And they're trying to talk to me and I'm not even engaging them. And in many families now, kids go home, they have their tablets, they have their phones, they go to their rooms, Mm -hmm. they... uh, the parents, they go, they on their phones, they're doing their things, they're not even interacting. Yeah. People don't even do dinner no more. All they do is this. All they do is this. <laughs> like, they don't even go, they don't even do dinner no more. Like, like, yeah. do y'all have dinner? Do y'all have a time for dinner? Or play board games and, and, and engage and talk? Or mm-hmm. even have... Even have that conversation, that boring, we call it that boring conversation. Uh, um, how was your day? What's going on with you? How are you feeling? Yeah. Not having not having that dialogue or going outside and taking mm-hmm. a walk, doing those kind of things Absolutely. to build some type of rapport. Yeah, but let me ask you another one. Uh, is it parenting or watching when all we ever emphasize is that our kids make good grades or 
be like really good grades or be like the best athlete. And it seems like that's always what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be that, you got to be that A student. You got to be that, um, you got to be that best athlete. And so we constantly got them in things. We constantly got them. We look like a great dad because we out Man, there rooting for our activity. kids and being in every activity. But I mean, what, what, what's your thoughts? Because I was about to go there, but I wonder what's your thoughts on that? Mm, mm. Complex. It is complex. Parrington, but really, who is parenting your child? The coaches, yeah. right? They're involved in so many different activities. They're never home. They're always doing things, and they're always active. So it looks like you're being a good parent because they're not in the streets or they're not, you know, just sitting at home doing any, doing nothing. But you're kind of just, like, watching them as well, Um People tend to put their children in a lot of activities because we're looking at them being successful, them learning skills. Of course, they're learning skills. Sports, you're learning discipline, Mm -hmm. right? So it is a form of parenting because you're guiding them in the direction they should go. Mm -hmm. But we want to find that balance so they can be involved in activities as well as you spending some time with your own child, doing the board games with them, doing some physical activity with them, having times where you guys just sit down and, you know, watch movies and talk about your day. So making sure that there's a balance there so they're not involved in too many activities. Yo, and, you know, another thing I'll add to that is I believe that children need unstructured playtime with their peers because I think like when we play sports and we do those things, mm-hmm. it's all structured. All the answers and everything is given. The boundary, the, the boundaries are set. Mm-hmm. But children's creativity and children's solving prob- problem solving skills are actually profoundly developed in situations where they have to go and they have to figure out things. What you gonna yes, do here? How y'all gonna work? How, you know, when, when we was growing up, we would go outside and we play we play football or we play baseball or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. We have to establish the rules. We have to debate what those were. Yes. Also, there has to be an environment I think where kids and and, and family have to share and engage with each other. So like mm-hmm. maybe like okay, so now we we got a TV in a room, but now there are certain days where we have to share and negotiate the use of that TV. Why? Because that promotes problem solving. That promotes that promotes us working together and figuring some things out. Yeah. Why am I, why, why are we having this conversation? Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> because I think at the end of the day, when we listen to uh, things like what happened in the little boy in Virginia, or we talk about the other shootings and things that have happened, when we think about the way we oftentimes parent now and engage our children, so much of it is so, I'm gonna say antisocial, Okay. It's not real. We're not really engaging. Yeah. And for millions of years, human beings have been social creatures. But now we're becoming, particularly in America, mm-hmm. becoming more so individualistic in our experiences and our engagements. Yeah. And when we engage people, it's always structured and somebody else always setting the rules. So when we come across situations where it doesn't really work for us, we don't know how to respond. Okay. So, Absolutely. So we're looking at um, slowing down. Yeah, slowing, slowing down. Slowing down to be more mindful and more present for our children. 
as we were talking, I was thinking about the 10-year-old in Wisconsin that I just brought up recently. I was reading a little bit about things that mom did proactively. She noticed that something was going on with her child. He had a mental health diagnosis. He had a therapist. She had cameras in the home because she realized at probably like ages like four that something was going on with her child. So she did some parenting there. She right. actually, you know, she yeah, did. She tried to keep her child in the home. So it looks like, from what I'm understanding, is he had some mental health um, issues. issues going on. And unfortunately, this is the end result of those mental health issues. So as parents, we want to look at um, slowing down more, being more present for our children, being mindful of how our own trauma, our own history, and our own thoughts can influence our parenting styles and mm. what that does for our children. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And making sure that, you know, if, if you're the pastor's kid or you that that parent that was the, the basketball coach or the basketball phenom, now you're putting pressure on your kid to be really good or you, you, you was a scholar and you put a lot of pressure on your kids to be really good in school, that it's it's done with, like you said earlier, balance. Yeah. So, Minding that balance. Yeah, with so that whole person is 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 fed because you don't want your kid to feel inadequate or if they get a B and it's like, oh, you ain't crap, you know, you got a B and they're feeling like, oh my God. And they really want to do that, they really want to do well, or they don't they they're not the athlete that you was and now you got a problem with it and everything. But yeah, yeah but that let the child be who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try to define that for them. It's enough that when they enter this world, we're already giving them um, their name is already given. Their nursery is picked out. Mm -hmm. We are, we clothe them. We dress them. They're criticized at school on what they should look like or, you know, should be doing. So at least give them some type of encouragement and empower your child to say, like, this is what I like. This is what I dislike. Right. And that goes back to slowing down. Getting stepping out of your own judgment on what your child your child should look like or should be doing or should be able to do. Right? Right, right. Every child is not athletic. I can't expect my daughter to get a track scholarship. She'll even run. Like, you know, they're athletic built young ladies. However, that is not what they want to do. So I can't instill my own values onto my children. Right, right. And 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 and, and I wanna say it's so important that we are self-aware yes. in, in our parenting that we out, we challenge our kids. I like to believe that parents have to do these things. Number one, we have to provide our kids with their basic needs and uh, clothing, yep. you know, water, those things, right? Shelter. Mm -hmm. We have to we have to protect them. But then there's this emotional piece engaging and fostering their sense of self and worth, worth, self worth. You know uh, what your mom and what your dad or what your family members say about you and they breathe life into you. Yes. But then there's this there's this part of helping kids learn how to master skills and develop themselves. So through vocational sports, uh, education, then there's this issue of learning how to solve problems. Though these are things that we have to help our kids develop. Yes. When we do that the right way, our kids, hopefully they'll come up and be more well-rounded. And, and with that being said, a lot of times we talk about bullying and, 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 and kids being picked on. Um, I oftentimes like to say this. I believe that when kids have an environment where they've been protected, affirmed, supported, they've been They've they've been challenged to deal with neg uh, uh, negative emotions mm -hmm. and being re been and been still been encouraged. Yes, they tend to interpret bullying differently than the kid who goes home 
He's told or she told bullied. he gets bullied at home. He, he's called or she's called everything mm-hmm. made to feel like because maybe she's not the right size or have the right look that yeah. she ain't that cute or whatever and stuff like that. So she, she doesn't get it at home. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to school. She doesn't get it or he doesn't get it. And now when this child is suffering and uh, and they're struggling and the parents are putting off their hate and their disgust with themselves off on this child. This child ends up taking their life. And then the parents are like, oh, no, we didn't see this coming. What's happened? They were just bullied at they were just bullied at, at at school and people was being mean to them. But in reality, that was true. But at home, at home, they didn't feel safe and secure either. They didn't feel safe and secure either. They had no place, yeah. no one they could really go to and, and, and talk to about their feelings and emotions. And, and, and you think about those kids who don't fit societal norm in terms of their, their gender or whatever, those things. Mm-hmm. And they don't. It increases the, the chances. Increases yeah. the chances because life itself, when if it's not validated, we're more likely to want to escape the life experience mm-hmm. if we're not validated and we don't feel we a don't sense fit of purpose. in yeah we don't have a purpose yeah yeah and so and so i think it's it, 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 as parents we got to be able to breathe the life into our kids so we got to be mindful of our own self and sometimes we going to need some help not just yes. being parents but like our self care Mm-hmm. Knowing when to step back. Knowing when to step Knowing back. Knowing when to just release that power and control. Yes, we are parents. Yes, we our job is to keep our children safe and to teach them. However, if you ever have that moment where you're just like, I'm at a loss for words. I feel like I've done everything that I can. Take a step back. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't always have to be in control as parents. We don't always know the answers. Giving yourself that grace and reminding yourself that you've never done this before. Right. Even if you have six children, every child is different. They come with their own personality, their own quirks. Everything is different. So we're not going to parent one child like we would parent another child. We can't say like, well, this worked with Josie and now it's not working with Brandon. So I'm a failure. No. Take right. a step back and really just realize that you are a human being. And sometimes you got to reach out for help. Calling a loved one, calling a friend, reading self-help books. There's so many different forums and podcasts and resources to help parents when you know that you are struggling. You, No one says that you have to parent your child completely on your own. Sometimes parents feel like they have to overcompensate. If there's an absent parents, parent, um, then we feel like, oh my gosh, I got to make up for what such and such is not doing. Or I got to do this because I can't do that. Sometimes we really don't have to. Yeah, yeah, Just ex- yeah. being able to accept yeah. this is what it is right it is, now. It is. And 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 that whole two two parent family that's 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 such an ideal because yeah. if you don't have the right two parents, it ain't gonna be it's good. It's like anyway. heaven. And and but, yeah, <laughs> you know, like because you you know you could you could you can yeah. uh, sometimes you have addition by subtraction. Mm-hmm. I remember a kid once. Hey, that I, a family that I worked with, hey, the kid didn't get his first case until his dad came around. So, so you know, he was better mm-hmm. off. Addition by subtraction. But listen, you know, we got into this because, you know, we was talking about guns. And, and I really think if we are good parents, we'd be self-aware. We realize we got to ask ourselves, why do we need, why are we constantly living in fear? Because when we live in fear and think we we need all this stuff to protect ourselves, all, at the end of the day, maybe we're putting our kids in a more vulnerable place, which then leads to some of the stuff we we'll, we'll, we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Over thirty five hundred kids 
got uh, died by um, by guns in 2021. We don't know what 2022 numbers are, but most of those situations were homicides followed by suicides, and the others were accidental. And so my point is, if we are parenting, our point is, if we are parenting and doing the things that we need to do and making sure our kids are safe, perhaps our kids will be less likely to be in those situations in the first place, whether we have our guns stored or not, but we should store them properly. But if we're doing what we need to do, we're not so busy on our phones, study on my phone, or, or you know, what we're doing, or, you know, um, doing those the other stuff or putting out some hate towards other people because our own insecurities, then maybe our kids won't internalize that. So they'll be less likely to be in that situation. Remember as Tupac says, the hate you give little children F's everybody. Nice. All right. Thank you. That Thank was you. a good word. Good word. And like he was saying, decrease. Thank We're not you. saying 100% this is going to end all, but it will decrease and it will increase awareness in the home. Gotcha. Thank you. If you like this, like and subscribe. Add your comments to the comment box. I, I really want to hear what you guys got to say about kids and guns because I think it's an interesting debate. You know, I could say a whole lot more, but. Okay. I don't want to be accused of anything. <laughs> y'all have a nice day, and we'll talk to y'all later. All right. Thanks All right. for joining. Thanks for joining.